What is going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And I'm back on my podcast, Vitamin Sports. We take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Before we begin, I want to uh, do a moment of silence for a young king yesterday that um, passed away, Dwayne Haskins Jr. Let's start off with a moment of silence and my condolences to the family. Gone too soon, y'all. Um, I hope, you know, the family's all doing well and the man above is taking care of y'all's son. I just want y'all to know that. But I want to get right to today's topic. And I'm, I'm a little confused. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, Stephen A. Smith. I want you to get off Kyrie back because you're blaming this whole season on Kyrie Irving not playing, not being vaccinated and stuff like that. Um, You can't really judge another man based on what he's doing. Because if KD was the great player that, you, that we all believe he is, they would be at least the fifth seed at least in the East. But that just goes to show you that KD needs to work on his game of how to get other players involved and his supporting cast need to back him up. KD should have hold it like, Kyrie, do what you got to do, bro. I'm going to hold it down. That's what a real leader does. Yeah, him and Kyrie probably did have a conversation about that. But you also said Andrew Wiggins. Did you know that they wasn't going to pay him if he didn't get vaccinated? But yeah, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't none of your business. But you know, speak on some things you know about Stephen A. Smith. Um, and Kyrie believes in what he believes. So are we gonna diminish another man's belief? I thought we got past that. That's what other people do to suppress others. Kyrie believed in what he believed, and you can all you can do is respect that. But you can educate educate Kyrie on certain things that applies to, you know, the coronavirus and stuff like that, even if Kyrie does his research. You can explain to him, have a one-on-one conversation. And after you had that one-on-one conversation, you leave it alone. You keep bringing it up. It seems as though you're bashing this man for not being vaccinated. And that's not cool, man. He's in New York. And now they just lifted the mandate. So what you going to say now? You're going to continue to bash him? So that just goes to show you, Stephen A. Sometimes you just got to sit back and say, you know what? I'm going to call Kyrie up. We're going to have a sit down and we're going to talk. I want to see his viewpoint and I want to uh, present my viewpoint and understand where he's coming from and get him to understand where I'm coming from. And then after that, just like how you did with Kevin Durant. And then that's the end of that. Point blank period. And it's like, you go so hard on Kyrie, why don't you go hard on these Knicks? Why don't you try to figure out why the Knicks aren't succeeding? And yet they got so much young talent on their team. Might not be the players. Might be the coach. Maybe the Knicks should really think about hiring a better coach. I know a guy out there that's still looking for a job. His name Mark Jackson. I'm just saying. Built the Warriors franchise from the ground up. 
Now we're looking at his creation of two Splash Brothers and a defensive player of the year candidate every year, Draymond Green. So I'm just saying, maybe the Knicks should go hard like you go hard on Kyrie and finding a coach. Because the Knicks haven't been good in a long time. Since what, Melo? They went further with Melo than any other Knicks team. Uh, in, in maybe a decade, or two decades or so. But that's no hint on that. Maybe, uh, Stephen, that you should sit back, do your research on certain things, listen to people, have conversations with people. Then we can get somewhere. But go hard on the next like you're going hard on Kyrie. Anyway, um, you know, the Lakers this year, man, it just, it just sucks, man. It's just... It's like the Lakers are really trash. And I haven't seen a Lakers this trash in a long time. I can tell you when Kobe was going through his things, they just couldn't find no other scoring. They could play defense, but they wasn't as bad as these teams. Goodness gracious. Like, I don't know. It's just like it seems as though it's because this team got so so much talent. It reminds me of 04 but like a bootleg version. And it's sad because like Kobe wasted his years, they're kind of wasting LeBron's years. And I think somebody should be fired. Like how you go from championship favorites to dramatically underachieving? We're not even above 500. And that's sad. I think we went in a month where we won four games out of 23. Like, what the hell is that? That's not Lakers basketball. We played against the San Antonio Spurs. We get a fat, we get a rebound. LeBron James is the only one down court, so it's one on five. What what is that? What is the effort? If I was the coach, I sit all them players and put the bench in. All those starters. Like that's why I kinda like what Frank Vogel did with Russell Westbrook to get a new look. Everybody's coming down on Frankie V saying, oh, he needs to be fired. And I apply the same philosophy. If we fire him, who are we going to hire? That's better than Frank Vogel. Who? Everybody we ever thought about hiring is in a better position than Frank Vogel. Is working with better talent than Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel got players out there on crutches. He got players that played in the 1970s out there still playing. And they, what, about 80, 90 years old, still playing. That's what they look like out there. The White House is a shell of himself. They just waved uh, Trevor Reese. I didn't even remember he played on the team. Uh, what was it, Kendrick Nunn? I don't know where he's at. He's been injured for the past two years. Um, who, who we got at the center? Other than Dwight Howard, uh, Melo's giving me what I projected him to get, maybe under four. Was he at 15 points this year? Then Malik Monk is the Lakers MVP besides LeBron James. Anthony Davis is a piece of glass. He's talking about if I was healthy. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. If if was a fifth, we all be drunk. We all be drunk. But you out here talking about if you're healthy, why don't you make yourself healthy? Why don't you go and eat right and work out? I'm tired of seeing you getting dominated out here, AD. Like, what's going on? Your best game this season is when you play against the 76ers. 
but you dominated Joel Embiid, offense and defense. Like, come on, man, you come back and then play five games, good five games, and then you back to being injured. If if was a fifth, we all be drunk. And AD's a piece of glass right now. Somebody sneeze on AD. He's out for a whole month. Like, come on, y'all. And then LeBron James, you see all this going around you. Why are you not saying nothing? I understand you don't want to say it publicly, but if I was you, I don't know if you're saying it you know, behind the scenes, but I don't see it. You know, people talk about how crazy Michael Jordan is, how crazy Kobe Bryant is, how crazy Draymond Green is, but they hold their players accountable. They call their players out. Certain players got to be called out. Like, I'm trying to figure out why Russ taking threes and he's, like, not really a three-point shooter. He's a mid-range inside guy, post-up guard. I would do that. Pick and roll is my game. Like Dwayne Wade said, find your niche. Find your niche. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor, find a way to get them the ball. Set picks, backdoor screens, pick and roll. Pick and pop. And then when they're not on the floor, beat Russell Westbrook. That is the formula that the Lakers brought you in here for. They brought you in here so you can dominate while LeBron James and Anthony Davis not on the floor. So LeBron James can play less minutes. LeBron James should have been at least playing 29 minutes at the least. And the max maybe 32 that's what LeBron James' minute should have been. Not 40, not 50. Like, come on, yo. LeBron James is in year 19. This is not year 1, 2, 3, or 10. And then LeBron James, you got to hold these players accountable, man. That's not the Lakers' pride. And you know why it's so hard for players to come to L.A. and play great? It's because they're not used to being on this stage. At, you let Anthony Davis be out here just walking around unhealthy? Like, yo, he looked like a, a chopped down mushroom out there. No roots to hold him down. No value. Yeah, you got a championship. That's cool. But when you come play for the Lakers, we like multiple championships. Shaq and Kobe, multiple championships. Kobe and Powell, multiple championships. Uh, Magic and Kareem, multiple championships. Jerry West brought one, but he's the logo. He's an exception. He's the only guy to win finals MVP after you lose. So those guys are exceptions. You are not. You got to hold guys accountable. There's plenty of blame to go around. It's not just LeBron. It's not just Russ. It's not just AD. It's the front office. Uh, What's his name? Rob Palenka? Like, I don't care what LeBron asked for. If it don't fit, it don't fit. You could have got DeMar DeRozan. He just asked for one more year. You could have went with that Buddy Hill trade. We would have had Buddy Hill, Rondo, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and probably Dwight Howard. You could have kept JaVale McGee. He took less money. He He's not getting that much money with the Phoenix Suns. But the fact is... Y'all not thinking about the future. Y'all thinking about right now. I will think about the future right now all at the same time. Look at the Golden State Warriors. They think about the future. They think about right now all at once. All at once. They all in. 
That's why they trying to, you know, give guys breaks, give guys minutes to play so they can have that feeling of, you know, yeah, man, we about to go out here and win this championship. That's why Jordan Poole is loving it. When Jordan Poole's on the floor, he is cooking. When he's not on the floor, he's motivating his team to, yo, go out there and do our thing, man. When Steph Curry is not out there, it's Jordan Poole time. I'm, it's Jordan time. If I'm Jordan Poole, if Steph Curry not out there, then it's back to Jordan Poole. 15 points, 19 points. Hey, it might be a game where Steph Curry having an off day, Jordan Poole coming in and drop 30. Hey, man, there's plenty of blame to go around. Rob Palenka, you got to do something, man. And, like, you know, everybody talking about y'all need to fire Frankie V. Okay. Somebody else need to get fired, too. Rob Palenka. And I will, re- I will beg Magic to come back. I'm like, here's your job. I'm staying out your way. Just tell me what you need to write. Like how Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Buss had the, uh, had the conversation. He said, I want you to be the, the GM. You tell me how much you need. You tell me what you need, how much, and I'll make it happen. That's the kind of chain command you need to have. That's the kind of chain command that makes sense. That's the kind of chain command that makes everybody do their own job. When the hierarchy is holding their holding their standards high, that means everybody else has to hold their standards high. If the hierarchy is not holding high standards, then everybody don't have no expectations. That's what you see with the Hornets. The hierarchy ain't holding high standards. If I'm Michael Jordan, I'm be like, look, I'm going to hire me a GM and be like, yo, you know what I represent. You know what I need. You know what I want. I want championships here. So go get me players, and I'm going to sign them to what you know, you think it's right, but I want to win championships. I'm tired of being a laughing stock and had that stigma, that stigma saying great players can't create great teams. I mean, as far as ownership, because Jerry West has put Jerry West is the exception. He's a great player, put together great teams. Hey man. Put together Golden State, put together the Clippers, put together the Lakers. Hey. Don't believe me? Watch the Lakers documentaries. Watch the Jerry West documentaries. Look at the Golden State Warriors. You know, team success goes around, man. So I think they need the Lakers organization. I think Jeannie Buss needs to really think about what kind of team she wants to have. Think about how her father teams was. She's been around long enough. She should already know the standards. It's time to get some things done, Lakers. For real, for real. But let's move on. I heard the LeBron James barbershop talk. It was tough. It was tough. I, I liked the preview of it. It was nice. Um, but the only I don't think people taking out of consideration that he said that he would love to play with Steph Curry. There's a lot of players in the NBA that would love to play with Steph Curry. So you media outlets always trying to flip something. But even Steph Curry took it a one step up. Hey, who wouldn't want to play with the greatest player, the greatest player of our era? But at the same time, Nah, I'm I'm good where I'm at. I'm in the good system. We're winning and we're competing. I'm not. A, that's not my cup of tea. And I'm pretty sure LeBron James respect that, but he probably didn't care. He just said, "Who you wanted to play with?" And at first, he said he wanted to play with his son. Any father that's in professional sports would love to play with their son. I'm pretty sure Deion Sanders 
would love to play against his son or play with his son. I'm pretty sure Randy Moss would love to play with his son. I'm pretty sure Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, any great player, any player would love to play with their son. I'm pretty sure if it was possible, Kobe would play with his daughter. God rest his soul. Shaq, I know he would love to play with all his kids or play with the majority of his sons. Steph Curry, I'm pretty sure he would love to play with his sons. I'm pretty sure Del Curry would love to have played with Steph or Seth. So every great player would love to play with somebody. You don't think Michael Jordan would love to play with, you know, Shaq or Kobe? Pretty sure he would love to. Because, and you know, they probably would kill each other in practice. They probably be just like, you know, coach probably be like, yo, let me stop practice. Y'all play one-on-one. And they would probably love it. They probably would be sitting on the floor in a pool full of sweat, be like, yo, that was one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And they don't even count. And we're not really getting paid for it. So that whole notion that y'all taking context out of context, y'all need to stop that. Stop the nonsense. Great players like to play with great players. That whole notion that Michael Jordan don't like to play with anybody else, if he can help him win, he would love to do it. Would he mind competing? He wouldn't mind competing against them either. Same thing with Larry Bird. Larry Bird played with great players. He wouldn't mind if it was signed to the team. Sure. But if he could also play against them, he loved it. He loved playing against Magic. He loved playing with Magic. You know, everybody has different mindsets. And I think we have to evolve that mindset of great players don't want to play with great players. Tom Brady loved to play with great players. Love it. Everywhere I look, there's a great player on Tom Brady's team. So that whole notion that great players don't want to play with great players, it's not all the way true. Now, they love to compete against each other, but they also love to play with each other too. And if I'm a Lakers fan, and, you know, Steph Curry handled the interview with respect and dignity. He didn't dismiss LeBron, but he told basically said, told the truth. I love where I'm at in my career and where I'm at right now. So I don't really need LeBron James. And if I'm a Lakers fan, I mean, if I'm a Lakers player, that would motivate me to want to play better. He basically said to me, if I looked at that, that means I need to work 10 times hard. That means the following year, I want to be playing great. So LeBron James like, where does this come from? Oh, I've been working. I heard what you said, and now I'm motivated to play better. Play better. Play better. But, like I said, players are different, times are different. And like right now, the MVP conversation is different. There are a lot of MVP candidates. This whole MVP, you know, uh, candidacy or controversy, whatever you want to call it, is really, like, sad. Because we got players that are playing at a high level, who teams are in great positions. And I don't think the media or certain players understand what it takes to be MVP or what MVP is. Most valuable player, meaning we don't win without you. So if we have that mindset of taking it like that, 
That means, you know, John Morant is an MVP player. But at the same time, he's not because they can win. They can still win without him, but they wouldn't be this far without him. So they really need him. So he should be in the MVP. He definitely should be in the MVP conversation. Um, Giannis, of course, same same scenario. They can win, win some games without Giannis, but Giannis definitely fits the MVP. They need Giannis. They really do. They really do. So Giannis is right there in the conversation. Jokic don't have no Javante. I mean, Jamal Murray or uh, Michael Porter Jr. And so he fits the uh, fits in the MVP. DeMar DeRozan, for a majority of the season, he was playing at an MVP level. He should have been in the MVP conversation, at least in the top five. Chris Paul, I don't care what nobody say. People keep talking about, well, Devin Booker's playing tough. Okay. If Devin Booker was doing this without Chris Paul ever coming to Phoenix, then that's a different conversation we're going to have. But because Chris Paul was there making things easier for Devin Book, Booker, now if Devin Booker do this when Chris Paul retires, then he should he deserves MVP. Jason Tatum deserves the chance to be MVP. He's a part of the success that they're having now. They strictly defense from the point guard to the two guard all the way to the center position. Straight up defense. Jason Taylor should be in a conversation. I think they got the number two seed. Jimmy Butler. They're going to win some games without Jimmy, but they need Jimmy. Jimmy also fits like um, like uh, John Morant. They can win some games without Jimmy Butler, but they ultimately need Jimmy Butler to get further. They got the number one seed for a reason. They blew out Giannis in them by like 44 points. They've been whooping teams, and people not talking about them like they just magically always supposed to be here, like they're here every year. That's a lie. Um, but if Steph Curry would play the full season of being healthy, he would should be in an MVP conversation. I think Chris Paul last year should have won because, for one, he had the best record, and he was the most valuable player on that team. But since Giannis was doing so so many things on a consistent basis, they gave it to Giannis. He MVP, best player. You're the best player that season. You got to be leading in some category, whether it's points, rebounds, or steals, or something. Not PR or player efficiency, all that bull crap. Nah. Like right now, it's like a three-headed monster race. I would have put Wilson Cumber in that conversation. I would have put, I think it's going to go to Jokic because Jokic is doing things that we've never seen. But I think if Embiid would have continued to be healthy, he should have won MVP. He should have won it. This was his time to win it. Like we talk about what other players got on their teams, but let's not act like James Harden just came there and they just took off. Joel Embiid was in the MVP conversation before James Harden got there. If anything, James Harden hurt his chance of MVP. So that's what we got to also pay attention to. And another thing, too, you know, for me, I love what the NBA is doing with the WNBA. I love how the players and the NBA is embracing the women of the WNBA. And you can see the benefits that are reaping from it. Yeah, it might not be a whole lot of money. 
But the more attention that they get, the more money and sponsors that come on along and say, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Look at T. Cooper, the first African-American athlete basketball player to have a Barbie doll collection. Look at Candace Parker as like the face of the movement. She's on TNT Sports with Shaq, Dwayne Wade, and I guess uh, Jamal Crawford. Look at how... um, Oh, Candace Parker's getting known in the uh, March Madness. You know, just good looks that's happening for WNBA sports. I love that for the NBA. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, I have questions about, you know, this all-NBA team. Now, for point guards, I'm going to put John Morant, and Luka Doncic, that's the front court. So that's what? That's point guard and, uh, yeah, two guards. All right, cool. Then you got small forwards, which is DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, KD, I think. Yeah, KD. So two guards, two forwards in the center. Yeah, Okay. So then I believe for small forwards this year that's playing, the best small forward I played this year is uh, Kevin Durant. Of course, Kevin Durant. All right. So that's the first team. That's Luka. I mean, that's John Morant, Luka, and KD, forward, Giannis, center. Um... What's his name? Nikola Jokic. All right, cool. Next team. If you want to put in uh, D-Book. D-Book is a card. Yeah, D-Book, Steph, and who else? D-Book, Steph, and I can't think of it. Oh. Of course, LeBron James. Then you got uh, another power forward. I don't know another power forward, so I'm gonna skip that. Then you put Joel Embiid. So that's the, and then the third team. You can do whatever you want. I just think that should be the lineup because they shouldn't put Joel Embiid as a forward because that's that doesn't make sense. He's a center, not a forward. So stop trying to fit things that don't make sense, media. Especially people on First Things First. Excuse me. And to wrap my whole segment up, the favorites in the West, I still got the Warriors. Between the Warriors and the Suns, I still have, in the East, I have the Heat and Brooklyn. So, yeah. Um, Y'all can choose who you want to choose. I want to thank God for this segment. And once again, my condolences go out to the family. I want to thank my friends and the Vitamin Sports family. Hey, if I send you my podcast, you know, feel free to watch it and send comments back. You know, I'm open to doing that because it only is going to make me better. It makes me happier. If I text you it, you know, you can leave a voice message or you can leave a little text saying, hey, Jimmy, you did a good job on the podcast. Really appreciate what you're doing. I love the criticism. You could do this better or that better. I love it. It's only going to make me better. It's going to make you stay more in tune. I'm yours, Jimmy Johnson Jr. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Shout out to the Sigmas winning a step show. Josh, you're doing your thing. Nandi, you're doing your thing. 
all the initiates. Y'all keep doing your thing. Ahmed, everybody, thank you. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. See you.